and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Right. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am so excited about our next guest because they are pillars of keeping vision strong long enough in your business to create momentum. And I've had the opportunity for knowing them for about a two years now? Oh my gosh. I don't, yeah. the, the <laughs> first year COVID happened. I don't know, a couple <laughs> years now. Um, and I've gotten to see them grow within their business this last month. They, what would you say? How would you call it? They grew their business, not their income 900% from the month before. And I think <laughs> a lot of times when you see people double and triple or like nine times their income, it's easy to think, oh, that's just luck. Or, you know, they are all, they've always seen this much success. And what we're going to hear is we're in the midst of that transition of like grinding it to like the two plus two doesn't equal four anymore. And as I often say at first in your business, no matter what type of business you're starting, it's going to feel like you're pushing a boulder uphill. And then all of a sudden that boulder starts going downhill. And when you have your systems in place, when that happens, um, you can create what we call momentum. And that's when you can grow your business and your income 900% on month. <laughs> and I'd love to hear a bit of their backstory and how they created this. So big Dreamcast, welcome to Alex and Joey Lee. Thank you. Yeah, we're so excited to be here. I know yes. we've we've actually listened to your podcast for quite a while now, longer than the two years we've known you. Yeah. So, <laughs> Starting from the beginning and work our way up. <laughs> That's so fun. Well, it comes full circle, doesn't it? Um, so before we jump into what life looks like now, I'd love to hear a little bit about your story and why you decided to jump into entrepreneurship. Well, I think for both of us, we've actually had that entrepreneurial spirit since we were both little kids. I know for me, I started with a little creepy crawler machine and I would take custom orders and I'd make the little, you know, whether it was spiders or worms or whatever. And I know for you, Alex, you were doing lawn, you know, lawn cutting. And yeah, I just, I mean, ever, ever since I was a little kid, it was, uh, you know, it was like what I wanted to be when I grew up was like, I wanted to be a businessman, but like now looking back, it was like, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I think that was just because I knew that like entrepreneurship could be the vehicle to really have, like, I mean, when I, when I looked at just people in my life that were well off, that had things that had freedom, they, they owned businesses. They're all entrepreneurs. Okay. So you had people in your family that owned, that owned businesses that you were able to kind of use as models. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my grandpa had started a few different businesses. Um, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, back in the fifties and kind of seen where, I mean, he started, I mean, him growing up, he was, was really poor. I mean, like in the midst of the great depression and stuff. So he was really poor and to watch, you know, where, or to hear where he came from and to where he ended up was just, I, I thought was really powerful. Um, and just kind of shown that, like what entrepreneurship could really do for somebody. I love that. And it's so powerful to see, even as kids, you could pick up on it. You know, it might not have been overtly stated, 
entrepreneurs can make a lot of money, but you saw their lifestyle, you saw their freedom, you saw their, um, just the, the change even over the years. I mean, generosity me, too. Say generosity, again. generosity too. I mean, you're like, I feel like entrepreneurs are probably some of the most generous people you ever meet. Yeah. Joey, did you have any family that were entrepreneurs? Yeah, there's quite a few. Uh, we have a bunch of my family are farmers. So on their own there, they have those things, but also my dad, he's owned his own business, his own logging business for, well, my entire life, it seems like. And he's always had his hand doing different things. So between my dad and, and my, my uncles, my grandparents, like they've all just been farmers and entrepreneurs in their own way. Yeah. I mean, really farmers are their own small businesses really. Right. And so you, I'm sure learn a lot about the value of hard work, but also working for yourself (laughs) versus going in and clocking in. Yep. So how do you think that, did you go to college? Did you get the J-O-B or did you really jump straight into entrepreneurship? Uh, this is where I think our paths differ a little bit. So yeah. if you want to start with yours and then. <laughs> yeah, I had always had a huge passion for pets and I really wanted to do something with that. But as I was going to school, I realized science wasn't really my thing. And so I kind of settled into a degree of graphic design. I've always been a creative person and just kind of settled into a, that degree. But I never really was super great at it. And so when I graduated college, with my bachelor's, I was just kind of like, well, this is just easy. And I just settled into the J-O-B that I had had. And I worked there for 15 years. Like since I was 15, I had stayed at the same job. So I just took the easy way out and was like, well, this is comfortable. And I'm just going to stay here, even though I hate it. Don't we, I'm sure we all can think of people in our life, maybe even ourselves who've done the same thing. Well, this is easy. I understand it. I know what to expect. I'll go in, even though I'm kind of living like a zombie. Yep. That was the same thing day in, day out, negative atmosphere that I was in. There was no room for growth. And if I did try to grow at all and try and better myself, there was just a lot of negativity that I hit and I mean, it was great for, I did have some freedoms with it, but there was a lot of things that I had to give up in order to have that kind of freedom. And it was, it eventually got to the point where it wasn't worth it anymore. I needed to do something different. Right. You hit that wall. Like I I can't stay here. Something's got to give. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then there's three ways to solve a problem, right? We accept it, we change it, or we stay miserable. And so for a long time, we take these J-O-Bs and I stayed at mine for five years where you're just like, this isn't it. Something's not right. I don't quite get it, but, but I'm going to accept it until we get to a place where we're like, I don't want to stay miserable anymore. (laughs) So the other option is making a change. So we'll hear about that change in just a minute, but Alex, let's hear what, how did you start off after, after high school? Um, I mean, for me, so the business my grandpa had started, um, it, it was a bar. So like I had kind of picked up odd jobs and stuff there throughout, um, even through high school and stuff, doing kind of like all the jobs nobody else really wanted to do, kind of janitorial stuff, um, just to make some extra money when I was in high school. And then when I graduated, I ended up um, starting to work there full time as a, as a bartender. And even though like I had entrepreneurs in, you know, in my family and in in my life and stuff, I I would say 
none of them actually really pushed me towards entrepreneurship. Most or really everybody in my family was like, hey, you got to go to college. You got to get uh, you got to get a degree and then that way you can get a good job. So looking like reflecting back on that's just interesting, even though, you know, the, the family of different entrepreneurs and stuff, everyone pushed me to go to college. I mean, even me for a while, I was like, you got to go to school. You have to graduate. And yeah, I hadn't quite caught the entrepreneurial vision yet. Yeah. So I did go to um, I, I, I went to Central Michigan for for a while or I started a community college and then it was transferred into Central Michigan and they had an entrepreneurship program. So I was bartending on the weekends, going to school during the week uh, for entrepreneurship. And I kind of had this, it kind of clicked that you don't need a degree for to be an entrepreneur. You just, you just are one. And I'm looking at things like, Hey, I could keep continuing to go to school, racking up more debt. um, Or I, you know, can maybe start pursuing this entrepreneurship thing (laughs) a little bit more serious and um, learn as I go. And that's, you know, so I, I was like 2023 20, at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I never did particularly well in school. So I, I kind of hated it anyways. Yeah, but, me too. <laughs> yeah, so I ended, I ended up dropping out of college because um, I, it just wasn't for me. Well, and I love what you said. Entrepreneurship doesn't necessarily take a degree. It takes a decision. Okay, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to figure this out. I mean, to me, that's what entrepreneurs do, whether you have a brick and mortar or an online business or network marketing. It's like nobody comes in an expert. You, We all have to learn as we grow and you really don't even know what to learn until you hit that next road bump and then you learn through it. And so you quit school and started your own business. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, at that time, I was I was also working for uh, for Pepsi at at that time. So there's kind of at that, that, that point in my life, I had a, a lot of things, a lot, a lot of irons in the fire, you know, trying to really just make anything happen that I, that I could. So that was when, yeah, I, I made the decision that, Hey, like I'm going to pursue entrepreneurship. And you know, it was more of a traditional entrepreneurship, as I like to say. And then I it was probably what about four years of doing that, maybe five years that um, you had joined a network marketing company. Maybe, yeah. yeah, it was maybe maybe three or four years of kind of doing that. And Joey had joined a network marketing company. Yep. Yeah. And it was which was kind of like the where you found some positivity and some purpose. Yeah, for sure. Just being around the environment because my my work environment, my home environment was just very negative. And so to one of my friends had jumped into network marketing and she had talked to me about it. And I was like, well, you know, I, we're, we're getting married. I need some extra money um, to pay for things. And I just need something else to do. Cause I'm of course a busy body. I have to have a bunch of irons in the fire, just like <laughs> Alex all the time. And I had kind of just started it as just a fun thing at the time. We didn't really need the money, but we, I just wanted something different. And it, I definitely think it was a God thing, like pushing me into like, this is what you need. And it was, it definitely scratched the itch because I'd never done personal development for I'd never listened to a podcast. I'd never listened to motivational speeches or you know, paid attention to quotes or any of that sort of thing. And then I jump into network marketing and that's really what took hold. Like that was the start of, okay, I can have a different life. I'm not stuck at this job and 
till who knows? Like it wasn't even, I didn't even know how long the, the, it was going to be around. It was a company and it'd been around for a long time, but it was still banked on my boss and his dad. And if anything was to ever happen, I didn't know if they were ever going to close down and close up shop and I'd be out of a job and only worked at one place. So it really was the, the starting point of my life completely changing, but also myself completely changing as a person. You're so right. I I say this all the time. If you're going to have a hobby, you might as well make money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I love that network marketing is a great place to be because whether it's health and wellness, or like you guys are in the pet industry, which then connects with your love of pets from years ago. um, If you're going to have a hobby, you might as well make money and network marketing allows you to do that because you don't have to figure out the products. You don't have to figure out shipping. You don't have to figure out websites and tech stuff. You just get to do the fun thing of connecting with people. But within yeah. that, you hit the nail on the head. And I think, I think entrepreneurship in general is like a personal development program with a compensation plan attached <laughs> Yeah, because you don't be, you know, you, you in order to be an entrepreneur and to be a successful one, we really get to grow our EQ, our emotional quotient, right? Like we get to personally develop and personally grow because you never out earn your own self image. And so with that, with that, those mindset shifts with personal development, with podcasting, with books, with a positive team surrounding you, you are able to go from kind of that fixed mindset of this is my life to abundant mindset, which means really I can create the life that I want. And I don't have to stay here anymore. So tell me a bit about the beginning of your current business. Now, you guys are top leaders in a company called Paw Tree. Um, If you guys have pets, if you're listening and you have a dog or a cat, (laughs) then you need to check out their website. It'll be linked below um, because everybody could benefit from having dog food and other, you know, dog supplements shipped to their door. Um, So tell me a little bit about the beginning of the business. Did it take off super fast for you? No, no, (laughs) no. At the time that I jumped in, we had found it about six years ago and I had first heard about it. And from being in another network marketing company, I was on Facebook doing my thing and I came across a post that was like, oh, hey, if you're in another small business network marketing company, drop your link below. And I was just kind of scrolling through to see, did anybody else have my company's website on there? And I came across Pawtree, just the web link. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> it definitely piqued my interest, but it still took me even being in the industry and knowing that I really loved like the vehicle of network marketing. And obviously it was pets. I still gave my enroller every single excuse in the book. And I think it took me about four months before I really jumped in. And even at that, I was at the time, I was still doing my other network marketing company. I was still running the, the, I was just, uh, what, what three quarters of a million dollar business that I was running for my job, helping me with you know my business at that time. Um, mm-hmm. we we're freshly married, yeah, freshly married, <laughs> and even thinking about like selling my current home, and then we were going to be even we were thinking about building. So I was 
extremely busy. Like most people would be like, how could you take on another thing? But again, I know it was a God thing to just push me in the direction that I really needed to go. Like he wouldn't have put that in front of me if that wasn't the path that I needed to take. And so it was really finally like, okay, let's jump in, let's do this. But I mean, it was me at first. And, but Alex was always listening in the background, being the entrepreneur that he is, like he was always listening to whatever trainings I was on or just, things that were going on. I didn't, you know, have my little earbuds in. Uh, sometimes I would, but a lot of times I'd just be listening on the computer while he was next to me. And it was about a year and a half in, I'm just trudging away, doing what I had known how to do things in network marketing and just fumbling my way through stuff. And even pottery was still very new at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, oftentimes in, you know, me being the lifelong entrepreneur, I think a ground floor opportunity and all I see is potential. I oftentimes don't think about ground floors are shaky. Ground floors are difficult. Ground floors can be, hey, things aren't figured out yet. We don't know, you know how to do this. We don't know how to do that. Um, so there was a, a, a lot of that in, in the beginning mm-hmm. um, of just yeah, it kind of like Joey said, trudging, trudging through. And really, in the beginning, what it was Joey that was like really kind of pushing for everything, um, because I was like, "Hey, I think that's great. That's your thing." But I got my thing. Um, and then it it wasn't until about a year, year and a half that you'd been doing it that it, it really started clicking. Like, wait a minute, there's huge residual income for this. Wait, I can do this from my phone. Wait, I can. Um, I don't have to have all this inventory, all this overhead. Like it was just like one aha after another, it's like all these benefits. Um, But even with that being said, it wasn't like we then just took off after that. Like it was still like, yeah, you jumped in, you went to your first event, you were really hooked on, on the idea of residual income for dog food. You know, that's something that, and and then all the same things that, that you went through with your first company of like, Oh wait, personal development, even though I'd been in business, I'd never really thought of like personal development and reading leadership and doing all these things. Like I never thought of that until I joined network marketing like myself, like and committed that, Hey, this is something I was going to pursue. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what would you and- say to somebody who is new in their network marketing company or a new in business in general, of course, because there's a lot of ways, especially online, you can build your own programs. You can Um, I mean, there's a lot of things you can do in entrepreneurship, but let's say somebody's in their first six to nine months in business. What type of um, advice would you give somebody who's pretty new in what they're looking to do? Um, Well, for for me, I I think if, if I were to just put my, like, if I had to give myself that advice, looking back in the beginning, especially in our network marketing business is really just commit and, and go, go all in and just like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to commit for the next, um, you know, if, if you've already been in six months, like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go 110% for the, for the next six months and, and see where things can go. Um, and then, and then two, like, I think oftentimes with network marketing, our, our entry cost is, is so low, you know, even some of the more expensive companies, you know, it's still under a thousand bucks where if you were to start a brick and mortar, I mean, I mean, what would a coffee shop cost you? Probably, probably two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand dollars. Um, and how many? How long would you have to operate before you started making money, and then let alone made your money back? So I, I think with network marketing, it's 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 too easy to quit because it's kind of almost too easy to get started. Um, so like just 
just remember that that your your upfront cost is is so low that like you you, you have to the cost you actually have to put in is is your effort effort level. I guess for me too, it would say just keep going, but also engulf yourself into the community because they're the one. There's a lot of reasons that Alex and I jumped into this. But the community of Pawtree is really the thing that keeps us around and the, the Pawtree family and just being around the other like-minded people really starts to change you. So that's one of the biggest things is like, Denise, I've been following you for years and just always, you know, dripping on anything that you had, clinging to any of that. And then there was other network marketers or other leaders, and they just have so much of that positivity that it becomes almost addicting to be like, okay, I just need more of that in my life because so much else. And I think I know from being in the trenches that your the negativity that happens in your life can really just overtake you. But if you are in more of that positive environment, more than just like, I'm just going to dip one toe in. I don't need to go to the trainings. I don't have to be on the, the lives that the home office is doing. Like those things are actually like, those are the, the good nuggets because you get around and you really just get entrenched into the good stuff. And even though stuff in your own life might be happening, like the, that your, that's your family and they're going to be there for you. And so it's really just keep going, but also jump in full force into the community because they will be there to support you, even if your friends and family might not be the ones that are supporting you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I often say the community is the glue when things are, aren't, when, when people are going through a hard time, the community, the fun, the connection, that positivity, and because it's often consistent, you know, you don't typically when you're in a company to have a call every couple months, like it's consistent. It's every week. It's every other week. It's leadership calls. It's team calls. It's opportunity calls. Like there's stuff every day, most likely that you can plug into if you want to. So figuring out what works with your schedule and then committing to that consistently is what can keep you in the game. Because if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. Um, But these are the things that really separate a, a leader from the rest because they're engaged in what's happening. And then the cool thing is, is as you grow, you can pass it on to your team. You know, you're yeah. continuing to learn and grow and everything you learn, you get to share and bring people along, along with you. So you have recently hit some momentum within your business. I'd love to hear a few reasons about what you did, why you think it happened and like telling me a little bit about this part of your, um, your story. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, the last, the last month we, we've, uh, hit some major momentum. Um, and I would say that really just kind of comes down to being consistent. We showed up consistently on social media and that was something with, you know, working you know with Denise or yeah, working with you in our, um, well, yeah, the first year of COVID, which is weird that that's two years mastermind. ago. You guys did the and mastermind and then you did the dream life adventure retreat back in October, which so much has shifted since then. It's, it's fun to see what was on your dream list at that time and where you are now, but we'll get to that. So keep going. Yeah. Um, and just, we really leaned into a social media strategy and that wasn't something that we had quite implemented yet. Um, or no, no, really nobody's 
implemented too much of that in, in our company. And we about two years ago really decided, Hey, like that's where we're going to focus. Um, our attention is, is building systems around social media, uh, figuring out posting, marketing our products, um, all those things. And we just, we just been consistent with it. And yeah, cause um, we had tried many other things and that didn't work. But one of the things being an entrepreneur is you try a lot of these different strategies and then you find one that kind of starts working for you. You just go with it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, oh. belly to belly expos, parties, one-on-ones, networking meetings, oh, uh, yeah. Facebook, all Instagram, all TikTok, YouTube. <laughs> I mean, there's a plethora of ways, right? Yeah. So really just finding the one that number one, you like, yep. number two, you can stay consistent with, and then you do it a lot. Yeah. 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 So it's, you know, looking back, it was actually, it was about this time last year, um, Joey and I, and then a, another of our company, your name's Taylor. Um, the three of us were, were trying to figure out TikTok and we decided, Hey, we committed that we would go and we'd put each of us would make two TikToks every single day for the, the next 90 days. And yeah, I actually it was yeah about this time last year. And then so we started doing that and the whole time, like, I'm just like, I'm making them thinking like, Hey, I'm going to be there. Like it's either going to be Joey or Taylor. Those are the, those are the cute girls. They're going to go viral. Like, <laughs> and then I'll just help Joey with her account. Little did I know that I was going to be the one to, to have videos my, or my account start, start going viral and getting views and gaining traction and stuff. So it was about, it was about a month and a half of, um, of really pushing and, and producing content that uh, we started seeing results. And I mean, great results, but I mean, you were even seeing results. Taylor was seeing results, even though they hadn't gone viral yet. Um, yeah. So like that, that was exciting too. So it's like, you don't have to go viral to, to get results. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I would, now are you still posting twice a day? Uh, I'm not, it, not, not exactly. Um, I try and do, I try and get a video up every single day. Um, and if like, you know, last month we had, um, you know, another couple of videos going viral and stuff. So trying to manage responding to customers and messages, like it gets a little bit, di- it gets a little difficult to, but still being consistent, posting every single day, doing things like going live and doing the things that we know will help to boost what we're currently doing. So it's, and it was a lot of even the videos that we had produced a year ago, just because of what was happening on TikTok, those were actually getting traction. So we started getting traction and we, I mean, just but it was a lot of banging our heads against the wall for a year and a half <laughs> and just having the right things already in place. So it wasn't like there was just one thing that happened. It was a lot of things that we had been, because we had been consistent, yeah. really won out for yeah, us. Yeah, because we're building the systems a lot. We've been, we had been building the systems, all the backend systems and follow up and how, how what we're going to say to people and all those things along this whole journey. So this last time it was really exciting just to kind of watch all the pieces fall, fall in, into place. Right. Right. And that's the compound effect, right? When two yeah. plus two doesn't equal four anymore. And it's the consistency in one direction that creates that momentum because you could, you know, have five directions and never create momentum or at least it take uh, not be as smooth sailing 
um, or flip of the switch in a sense, it kind of feels like a flip of the switch because it's like, all right, now we're over the hill and we're going down the other side. While you're right. going up the hill, you number one, need to have some hope that what your strategy is working. And it said, you said, even though you didn't go viral, um, Joey or Taylor, you still saw sales coming in. So those are yeah. the little pieces of like, this is working. <laughs> I can keep <laughs> you going and keep yeah. you in the game. And then doubling down on that strategy and continuing to go for it. Um, it creates that compound effect. And so you're right. Not it's like creating content is one thing. The other thing is following up with customers or leads and making sure that people have the, you know, continued follow-up even as a customer. And so what systems do you have in place in the back end to make some of that easier? Because if it's just you messaging one person at a time, that's difficult to scale, right? So how do you create some of those systems with social media so you can really connect with the masses? This is where Joey is a, a wizard at um, because like, I mean, this is, yeah, she, she loves this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I'm much more of like big picture marketing, like, Hey, the direction we need to go. And then Joey's like, Hey, like how we can, like, what do you think about this, this, and this as far as follow-up goes? So this is where I think you're really a wizard at. Yeah. And I'm such a huge, I just want to help the pet parents because I've been in the position that you know, pets are there for us when we really, really need them for, even if they're not emotional support animal, like they are there to just nuzzle your face into them when you're crying, it's fine, you know? And so I really want to help pet owners be able to have their pets around and healthy as, as possible for as long as possible. And so for me on the pet side of things, like, yes, I love the business side, but the pet side is really my bread and butter. Cause I love to be able to work one-on-one -on -one and see the changes in the pet's life. So like the first time that Alex had gone viral, we had, Oh, text salmon to a number and we could have some things that some text messages going on, but I was still in the trenches texting most of these people because they were interested in salmon oil, but they actually needed some allergy. So I was doing a ton of and, customer care. Yeah. And the service that we use is called project broadcast. So it's a, it's a text messaging service. It's an app on your phone and um, you can do everything from your computer. So it, it allows you to set up some keywords and just makes things a little bit. Yeah. It, 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 like <laughs> you can't, yeah, you can't, it'd be very difficult to, if you're getting a hundred text messages a day to try and respond to them all. And this is some of the systems that we had to change along the way. So at first it was like, text us. And then it was like, oh, text this number so we can have that keyword set up. So for people that just wanted to click and buy, they could do that. And then even just this last time, our systems had changed even more where but we set up a milkshake and I mean, last month we had 1700 in new, new customers and most of them, they just went to the website and they clicked and they bought. And so even the milkshake on the different things, like we've been refining and tweaking as we go. So it's. Cause one sale is great, but like, let, we want to, we want to build repeat customers um, and have them ordering consistently. So utilizing Project Broadcast allows us to put them on some drip campaigns. Mm -hmm. So um, anybody that bought or anybody that buys, we end up, you know, sending them a thank you message. Yeah, yeah. this is where you can talk more about. <laughs> yeah. So we just have this drip campaign because obviously with as many customers as we have, I still want to have that personal relationship with them, but there's no way I can keep track that Sally ordered on this day. And so having these, these drip campaigns and these like systems in place, 
when the customer replies back, I can have that conversation with the ones that want to. And that's really where I thrive is being able to say, oh, you know, how is Bowser doing with their with his allergies and has this stuff helped? And just being able to have those campaigns at all, already built out is has been great. Yeah. 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 Because so. you're you're following up with the people who are requesting information, but you're also following up with people who purchase with the goal of building that bridge and good communication. So if they have a problem, they feel comfortable reaching out to you and they don't just cancel. Um, but really you can get to know what they really need so you can upsell and add on some things that they might not have realized you guys even had. Exactly. And we have a whole like a Facebook community that people get into. So we do trainings in there. Um, I'm going to be doing like Facebook lives and just different classes. So it's just a nice community for pet owners to be able to get into and get exposed to really amazing products that can help their pet with so many different needs. Yeah, absolutely. Now, last October, you guys came to a Dream Life Adventure, and this was the first event that I did post-COVID. Um, and we did it in the beautiful mountains of North Carolina. And it was just so fun. I think that's one of the things I love about, about what I get to do is to just kind of be in the beginning, middle, and I mean, anyway, it's just so fun to not, not just be on a screen, but to actually hang out and get to know people. And, and I was so fun to get to know you. And if, if you were to have told your October self that your volume would have grown so much in February, the shortest month of the year, um, would you have, like, would you have guessed that this would have happened? I, I mean, I, if you would have told me like this would have happened because of what had happened earlier that year, I'd have been like, okay, that's cool. But I also would have been like, Really? So it, it's kind of this, like, we've seen a little bit of this happen, but to know that it went to that scale, it still would have been mind blowing. Like we were watching our numbers last month and it was still unbelievable that. I mean, even, the, even this month where we're already at yeah. stuff, it's just, it, I mean, it's, it's been incredible. And I, I mean, I guess for me, if, if you were to be like, Hey, in, in February, you're, you're going to do you're going to get seven, 1700 new customers been like, okay, awesome. Like, I, I think I still would have like, I would have known that that was possible. Um, I don't know. It's, it, yeah. I guess it's I, really I difficult to kind of explain. Yeah. Like, I probably would have been even more excited to be like, we finally figured it out. Cause that's <laughs> one of the biggest things is like, we just, there's so much that we still need to figure out. And it's of like being partly showing up on social media in the correct ways and things. And it's like, we're finally starting to figure this out. And that other people in the company last month also were winning. It wasn't just Alex and I, there were multiple other pet pros that were having some sort of success or even just seeing results from, I mean, there's still people doing you know, expos and stuff that they're like, they were getting customers because they're like, Hey, I saw this on TikTok." So like just the, the level of brand exposure and stuff, like I think all that was just su just super exciting. And, um, you know, one thing that has been passionate about Joey and I too, is like, I think, you know, there's, there's ways that you can spend money and like run ads and do different things, um, to generate more sales. And, really we, we focused on doing this all organically because we know like the average distributor, the average person that signs up for network marketing, they don't, 
don't have a marketing budget. They can't figure out, hey, how to run these ads and stuff. So we wanted to pursue things, which has made it more difficult, but it's been, now it's very rewarding Yeah, that we've done it all organically too. And you can teach people how to do that then. Yeah. Yeah. So do you remember what you came in to the dream dinner? So the dream dinner is where we pretend where it's five years from now and you've accomplished a lot of your goals. And so we talk about it as if it's already been done. And so there's a lot of work that goes into it because number one, you have to think, what do I want? Um, And then you write it out and you come dressed and you act as if it's already happened. So do you remember what your like outfits were or what you wrote in that letter? Um, I know I had this uh, nice little white dress on that I actually wore for our, when we got married for our, like, not our, not, not my wedding dress, but <laughs> uh, like the, the pre-weekend dress. Uh, and it was just one that was, made me feel very confident and I looked really good. I had my purple shoes on and it just, it was definitely a dress that I felt very just confident in. And in my letter, it was yeah, it was just very much like these are a lot of the things that I want and I want to be successful and making money so I can be giving back. And it's, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't remember what stands out the most is you had us write three checks to ourselves. Um, and I can't remember what the first one was. I think one was, uh, one was going to be a check income. That- Yep. A monthly income goal. Okay. And we, we had wrote, um, a monthly income of 20,000. Joey and I both did that. And then we did that last month and we were thinking like, Oh, it's going to take a little bit more time. And, um, but yeah, it was, I mean, was it even six months? It was about six months. Right. Right. (laughs) That's amazing. And I think that's the, the, such a fun thing to see is when your dreams that you have started kind of speaking out, you're speaking life into your dreams, you're speaking them into existence, you're acting as if it's happening. And because you are getting these wins along the way, you start to really believe like, oh my gosh, this is possible. This can happen. And, and then in February of 2022, you actually hit it within six months of talking about it as if. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So what else? Is there anything else? If you're talking to somebody who's um, maybe they um, are at the precipice of that momentum, um, what are the personal development things that you've done throughout the years that really made a shift in your business? The easiest ones are just like getting into personal development books, podcasts, those types of things. But we've also invested into ourselves. So some of those things do cost money, but I know that we wouldn't be where we are today if we hadn't done the um, the mastermind with you or investing into different ki- time, kinds of coaching. Like we had, our very first thing was our life coach that we got, what, four years ago? Yeah, yeah, it was the first time that we'd kind of got a life coach and And so it's like getting these different kinds of coaching, whether it's business coaching or online coaching. And so we, we have invested into ourselves, but we've been pretty strategic on who we're choosing and they've just been so helpful. And so you can start with doing some of these, you know, whether it's books or podcasts, but then also saying, okay, maybe I do need to get some one-on-one coaching with someone and aligning yourself with someone that is in the direction that you need to go. 
Yeah. I, I really can't say much better than that. Cause I mean, if, even if like, if I was a professional at, athlete or even even like uh, college athletes i mean they have several different coaches i mean they got nutritional coaches they i mean they, they have a coach for about everything um one to make sure their grades are still good like just everything and like i i don't know i i think oftentimes we get weird when it comes to like thinking about that for ourselves and our business like oh like hey like no i I do need some coaching in some of these things. And it's like, well, maybe you work with somebody for, for a few months and then um, gets you, gets you through whatever roadblock you're having. Um, And I I totally get that that all does typically cost money. And that's why like, I'm a big fan of books and podcasts because you you get to listen in as as if you were getting coached Um, you're, you're kind of listening in. So it's, it's really a great way, a great free way to, to do that as well. Yeah. Coaches do a couple of things, right? They can teach skills, but they also can help hold accountable. I know that for us in the mastermind, people would say, I did what I said I was going to do yesterday because of this call. <laughs> yes. And so there's a lot of accountability I, I like that can happen <laughs> when you're in a group where you have a coach and you say, all right, this is what I want. And it helps you to level up to actually go get it. Because if like I said earlier, if it was easy, we'd already be doing it. So we often need people in our corner who are pouring belief into us, who are helping us uh, learn new skills, but then also holding us accountable to actually making it happen. Yeah. So we, you guys are also coming to the Dream Life Adventure in May, which is sold out, but we do have one coming up in Destin, Florida in October. I haven't even announced it yet. Uh, We're brewing that next one. And next year we're looking at Costa Rica and we're looking at some super fun places because as a former camp counselor, I have learned I'm kind of coming full circle too and creating a space where we can get outside our laundry and our kids and our responsibilities um, and really be in engulfed in that personal development for the weekend. So if somebody is interested in the dream life adventure, um, what would you say to them after experiencing it that first time? Oh, just do it. (laughs) Just go find the way to get yourself there, whether you have to, I don't know, sell a couch or whatever, like just go and get there because it is, it's like, I mean, it's life-changing if you let it be life-changing. So like Alex had said, just being open and committed to like doing whatever that is, what, if you're going to be jump, like, if you're going and going to this, like being open to it and just engulfing yourself and doing the things and not having those roadblocks or like letting yourself get worked through your roadblocks and your glass ceilings. And just so you can just break through them because even though when you first get home, like everything's great, everything's exciting, but then we kind of fall back into our normal lives, but you still have those dreams and desires and the things that you worked through with working in the, in the back of your mind. And then you can have these crazy explosions, but you have to be open and willing to go through the hard stuff and really figure out like, what do I want? That's so hard for me, but you know, figuring out my story, that's part of what got us where we are. Yeah, I, I just I think it's it's too easy to get distracted in our day to day lives to really kind of just take a moment and and reflect on what's important, where we want to go and what what you want to do. And I mean, you you did such a great job, um, you know, putting putting together the, the first one where, hey, there was enough time like we we had like downtime that we could really do that yet. 
the whole, it wasn't a, like a silent retreat where we just sat around and wrote in journals <laughs> all um, for, for three days. So like we had enough things going on that like, you know, I guess like inspire us. And, and then we have the downtime to really actually reflect and then um, kind of find ways to implement that once we get home, once we got home. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I love it because it's, there's like one-on-one time. Like I, I request, don't make anyone do anything, but I have it in the itinerary that we journal, (laughs) right? Because we want to hear from ourselves. There's group time, like group discussion time, and then there's group activity time, but we're not so back to back to back that by the end we're exhausted. Um, People may be a little more emotionally exhausted because of some of the group times that we talked through, but the afternoons are fairly free. So people were doing TikToks and people were brainstorming. And a lot of times the aha moments come from the hot tub. You know what I mean? So we put some of that time in there too. So it's a good mix of personal time, group time, activity time, and just free time where whatever comes up, comes up. Um, and the food is all taken care of. The house is beautiful. Then each time, each event, we do something different. So for example, in May, we're going on whitewater rafting trip. Um, in October in Destin, we are going to go, uh, on a helicopter ride. Wow. It's like super interesting things that we not, wouldn't normally do. And then I'm actually doing another one with a cohort that, um, has experienced trauma. And so we're doing like a trauma focused one. And with that group, we're going horseback riding. So it's just really cool how we can, like this weekend will be shifting for everybody who comes, whether you have a business or you don't, Um, we all need to take a step back in our lives and our busy everyday life and get clear on what it is we want, realign ourselves. So then we can go after it full force. And two things happen throughout that week. And number one, we let go of some of the things that may be bugging us that are still popping up over and over again. Even if we don't believe they're impacting our current life, they always are. So we release some of that stuff. And then we also build the belief in what's possible because in the dream dinner, we talk about it as if it's already done, you know? And so that belief and that confidence continue to build and build. And it's just a layer. Um, it's not always a flip of the switch, but it's a layer and it, and it um, opens up our eyes to um, really the opportunities in this world. So anything else, Joey and Alex, that you would want to add before we say goodnight? No, I think I, I'm good. Yeah, I, I just I just want to thank you for having us on. And I mean, it, it I mean, it was really awesome just to kind of come full circle where, yeah, we've listened to your podcast for years and then now now we're on it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, woo, dream board. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. OK, I have two last questions for you. One is, do you have any books that you really enjoyed that you could recommend to people? The Big Leap. That for sure was one of the first books that I had ever started with on uh, my network or like in money of doing self-development. And that was the most impactful for me was definitely the big leap. Um, I mean, for me, it's the four hour work week. I mean, I read that I was in high school when that first came out. Um, so I don't know, I guess I'm kind of dating myself a little bit, but I was, in, <laughs> I was in high school when that first came out and I read it and like, I, that was just such a huge, it, it's just one of those like kind of key books that just completely changed my mindset. And even though like I enjoy working and I couldn't just 
not work, but understanding what um, Tim Ferriss talks about as far as building systems. So like, you know, there's a lot of things I don't like doing. So if I can build a system for that, uh, that would be great. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a game changer because what are we taught in school? Get a job, work a nine to five, stay there for 30 years and then live your life. And four hour Greek goes, no, 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 no. Um, we're going to live our lives now by creating um, a, a, a work, a, you know, a business that supports our lifestyle and doesn't consume it. Yeah. And then my last question is, is as entrepreneurs, we, um, we need to take care of ourselves, right? And so it's important that we take care of ourselves so we can show up for our clients and for our content and all these things. So what is one thing you do every day that you couldn't live without? Excellent question. (laughs) Uh, I would say probably working out in some sort of fashion, whether that's yoga or lifting weights or even just walking the dogs, walking the dogs and, or just being in the hot tub for me, like that's actually working out my mind because I have to do a lot of things that de-stress myself. And so anything like that of just, um, I guess it'd be more of like the personal care of like, it has to be a thing. And that's something I extremely struggle with, but it's something I have to do daily. Yeah. And I think everybody can find 15 minutes to, to get up and move their body in some way, mm-hmm. some way, shape or form. Um, you know, thinking about as you get, as you know, if I still very much want to be active when I'm, I'm older and want to be able to do things. So I, yeah, I just say being active. Yeah. Being active, exercising, all of that is so good for our mindset. It's good for our brain, even as good as it is for our bodies. It's also good for our mind. So thank you so much, Joey and Alex, for sharing a bit of your story today. I so appreciate it. Uh, I can't wait to see you in May on our next adventure where we take you to that next level again. (laughs) It's going to be so fun to be able to reflect and then dream um, now that you know that you've broken through you know, a few of those glass ceilings. So have an amazing day. Enjoy your weekend and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.